Adam Crowley Show. I mean, I cannot believe the kind of nonsense that I am hearing right now. On ESPN Pittsburgh, 970 AM and 106.3 FM. I am out of breath because I just whooped down a Reese's. Reese's? Reese's? Reese's. I just whooped down a Reese's and then chugged a bunch of water and forgot that I was in the middle of doing a radio show. Running with peanut butter. Never a good idea. No. You got peanut butter in your mouth. Yeah, it's bad. It gets hard really quickly. It's not a liquid. It's not a solid. Nobody knows. You found the Crowley Show where your mom listens. Obviously, that's what you're listening to, and you should, too. 412-922-2874 is the number to call, or you can join the cast of dozens and follow me on Twitter, at underscore Adam Crowley. Stan doesn't want me on his radio station. I don't know if Brian wants me on this radio station anymore. I gave you a Reese's. That's true. That's more than Stan's ever given me. Although, I guess Stan gave me an opportunity. And his friendship. Just Although, does, he just doesn't give you a chance. <laughs> right. How does friendship stack up with a Reese's? Reese's? Reese's. 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 Tom, Reese's or Reese's? He's on the Reese's. phone. Okay, thank you. Reese's? Yeah. <laughs> Glad we cleared that up. Me too. That was topic A. <laughs> I woke up this morning and was writing down all the things I wanted to talk about and setting up my show notes and... I thought to myself, Reese's or Reese's? We must determine that. We must find an answer. Tom, what the hell was that about? Some guy called and talked to you for 15 minutes. You know what I'm talking about? Nothing? Yeah, it was nothing. Does he not think I should be on Stan's show? Yeah, I didn't really want to bring it up, but yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah. Was it really? Yeah, it was. What'd he say? Roy, his name was. Eat me, Roy. How about that? What'd he say? Tom, be honest. Like, straight up. Like... We're in the uh, cone of silence. No one else listening. He just said that he doesn't think that Crowley has the type of decorum that is required for a Stan Stafford radio station. I'm, don't shoot the messenger. Like to translate, so he thinks Crowley's like too, de- 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 uh, yeah, too degenerate to be in the same on the same, same breath field? almost as Stan Stafford. <laughs> wow. We'll get to Stan coming up in a few minutes. I can't do it anymore. Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown are unlikable. But winning a championship can fix that. I think they could fix it, right? That could fix the whole thing. Because Tom Barrasso was a prick, but he won the cup, so that got forgiven. Those We Are Family buckos were huge douchebags, but they're family because they won, so it doesn't matter. But for now, the Steelers aren't the champs. And as much as I think you can say they are both unlikable, I do think it is unfair to put A.B. on blast as much as you'd put Le'Veon Bell on blast. Sure, He made himself the victim yesterday, even though he's a victim of his own words. Uh, Antonio said, you got to show up to OTAs if you want to get better. And then he left OTAs. That wasn't our fault that he said that. The media didn't put those words in his mouth. He did. So that's on him. He's also shown up Landry in the past, thrown a Gatorade cooler, done some selfish things, such as filming a locker room conversation after the Steelers beat the Kansas City Chiefs in the divisional round two years ago. All that if you can allow yourself to look past on-field production, makes A.B. a guy that can be hard to root for, right? 
His Rolls Royce was parked in a handicapped spot outside Dino's in Latrobe. He shows up late for radio shows and autograph signings. All that being said, I think AB's a child. I think AB is perpetually a child. I think he's immature. And I can forgive immaturity because I am immature. Is it Reese's or Reese's? It's, uh, they're good. Yeah. Reese's. Okay, Reese's. I can forgive all that because I am immature. He's overwhelmed by attention. He hasn't surrounded himself with the best people. I don't think he's a bad guy. He's self-centered, but a lot of people are. I am. I can't believe Stan's not going to have me on his radio program. Everyone is to an extent. He doesn't have enough smart people whispering in his ears. I worry about Antonio. Really, I do. Winding up broke someday. So as much as I do think he can be unlikable, I also don't put him in the same category as Le'Veon Bell. Antonio Brown's never been suspended. Le'Veon Bell has been suspended twice. If you're looking at these two players through your Steelers-centric glasses, through that scope of which player's hurting the team more, then you've got to put Le'Veon Bell in a whole other category. By virtue of not being there, by being suspended, Lev has hurt the Steelers on the field. Bell also didn't show up for training camp last year. I didn't have a problem with that. He was protecting himself, and he'll do the same thing this year. I get it, but the fan base doesn't. For the most part, Steelers fans were pissed about him not being there. Did it affect his performance? I've said no emphatically, but the numbers may say a different story. Whether it was because of that or not, I can't definitively say. But he wasn't as good last year as he was the two years prior. When the Steelers were 4-5 and two years ago, he averaged 147 yards per game. He averaged 5 yards per carry. Last year, not the breakaway speed guy we've seen him be in the past. 4 yards per carry. Last year, he was a top-five back. And a great player. But two years ago, he was the best offensive player in the league. He would have had my MVP vote. They don't ask me for those kinds of things. He was unquestionably the best running back in the league. Was the drop-off because he wasn't at camp? Fans will point to that. I also think he tries to be a manipulator, and I think intent matters. AB doesn't know what the bleep he's saying. Le'Veon knows what he's trying to do, and the advice that he's getting, he follows. He tries to make himself the victim in the rap songs. He blames the Steelers. He says he's not valued, despite the Steelers trying to make him the highest-paid running back in the league. He said he was considering retirement a few days before the playoff game against Jacksonville. This guy doesn't do himself any favors, much like A.B., but he knows what he's saying. He's trying to win the PR battle with the Steelers. A.B.'s just being A.B. So if I'm ranking them in terms of douchebaggery, I'm ranking Le'Veon number one, and I'm ranking A.B. a distant second. And I was always inclined to like A.B. and Le'Veon. I'm always on team player when it comes to contract negotiations. I was sticking up for Le'Veon. I was predisposed to liking the guy. I worked for him on the Le'Veon Bell show on DVE. Me and Stan. A.B. wanted what he earned. So does Le'Veon. But A.B. was realistic. Le'Veon's got an inflated value in his own mind. Le'Veon is greedy. So while both are unlikable and have traits that are unlikable and have done things that make you probably not want to like them. There's also tiers of unlikability. Le'Veon Bell's number one, and to me, A.B. is a distant number two. Number two. <laughs> 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. I'm not immature. How much does this affect the Steelers on the field? I posed that on Twitter. Asked that question. Is it the off-the-field nonsense is that what's holding the Steelers back? They won 45 games the last four years. 
Went 13-3 and last year. One of the best teams in the AFC for the last half a decade. They haven't won a championship. Is it because of the nonsense? Is it because of the guiding light soap opera nonsense? Or is it because they're just simply not good enough? One thing I can say is Le'Veon and A.B. have been painted as losers a lot in this town, particularly these last couple of days. And for as much as the Steelers have not finished the job that they're trying to finish every year by winning the Super Bowl, I don't think it's actually on them. I don't think it's their fault why the Steelers haven't advanced. Le'Veon Bell, when healthy in the playoffs, has been dynamic. 167 yards against the Chiefs, 170 versus or the Dolphins. He had 155 last year against the Jaguars. This coming after he missed a walkthrough and was thinking about his contract and his retirement, no less. So that was the distraction, and yet he still went out there and put up. A.B.'s a nut job. He's had over 100 yards, or 100 catches, pardon me, in each of the last five years. He had over 100 yards in five of the last six playoff games he's played. You can say these two guys aren't winners. You can say that they aren't champions, but I'll say it ain't their fault. As much as they have been distractions, are they really responsible for the team's failures? No, I don't think they are. For me, as sexy as the -the off-the-field stuff is, and as unlikable as these players can be, the defense has been far and away a bigger issue than which diva is acting a fool on this particular week. Like I mentioned in the last segment, 10 plays of 50-plus yards this year given up on defense, and 41 plays of 25 or more yards given up on defense. That's bad. Really bad. Like Mike Tomlin's... The National Weather Service in Pittsburgh has issued a tornado warning for Central Indiana County in West Central Pennsylvania. Central Armstrong County in West Central Pennsylvania until 6.45 p.m. At 6.11 p.m., a severe thunderstorm capable of producing a tornado was located over West Katanning, or over Katanning, moving southeast at 30 miles per hour. Hazard, tornado and quarter-size hail. Source, radar indicated rotation. Impact, flying debris will be dangerous to those caught without shelter. Mobile homes will be damaged or destroyed. Damage to roofs, windows, and vehicles will occur. Tree damage is likely. This dangerous storm will be near Indiana around 6.45 p.m. Other locations impacted by this tornadic thunderstorm include Chevy Chase Heights, Creekside, Atwood, Manville, Ford Cliff, Eldon, Lenape Heights, West Hills, Chemok Pond, Dixonville. Please report severe weather by calling 412-262-1988, posting to the National Weather Service Pittsburgh Facebook page, or using Twitter at NWS Pittsburgh. Take cover now. Move to a basement or an interior room on the lowest floor of a sturdy building. Avoid windows. If you are outdoors, in a mobile home, or in a vehicle, move to the closest substantial shelter and protect yourself from flying debris. That was an emergency alert. They had a lot of those in Poland. In the 1940s. Let's teach you a little bit about Poland. Did you guys know that Poland is the ninth largest country in Europe? Ninth? Ninth. Ninth? Ninth. 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 Huh. 
Wait a second. Whoa. Wait a second. Whoa. Nine? Don't say nine uh, around the polls. Ninth. If you meet a person in Poland, you can refer to them as a pole. And if you dance with a pole, that would make you a pole dancer. If they're on Twitter, does that make them a Twitter pole? Poland joined NATO in 1999 and the European Union in 2004. The first Polish ruler recorded in history was Mizako. <laughs> the Mongols' invasion of Poland from the late 13th century culminated in the Battle of Lengina, where the Mongols defeated an alliance of forces from fragmented Poland and members of various Christian military orders led by Henry II the Pious. Hey, Adam, did you know that the last Polish monarch, Stanislaw Pontowski, died in prison, 1798? Are you on FactRetriever.com? Yeah. Me too. And you jumped to the easiest words to read. Yes, I looked through them. Yeah, I didn't. I went with the difficult names. During World War II, <laughs> the Polish town of, oh my God, was the site of the, all right. Okay, not rooting for Poland. Can't pronounce any of their damn words. I can't. I don't want to pronounce that one anyhow. Hey, did you know that an estimated 100 million Potski, a Polish donut, who consumed every year? Coming up next, Tim Benz. Breakfast with Benz. You can eat Polskis in the morning when you read Breakfast with Benz from the Trib. Coming up next, it's Crowley Show. <laughs> Tomorrow, it's Russia in Saudi Arabia. 11 a.m. World Cup starts. I'm fired up about that. We have wrapped up our... Well, voting ends tomorrow. We have wrapped up our... Twitter contest. Each team... From a group... That we vote through... Gets put in a hat. We pull the name and we will root for that team for the remainder of this World Cup... Yeah, that's all I had to say. There's only one game tomorrow. I thought there were more. Egypt, Uruguay, Morocco, Iran, Portugal, Spain. That's coming up on Friday. Anyway, the Pirates are playing right now. They've played the entire show. They started before I got on. They will continue to play long after I am done here. Yay! Let's watch losing baseball. I don't really want to talk about the Pirates anymore. In fact, for the rest of the show, I'm not talking about the Pirates. We bring Tim Benz in. Benzy from Breakfast with Benz, how are you today? I was kind of hoping we'd talk at least a little bit about that first inning because it was so entertainingly bad. We do have to bring that up a little bit, don't we? Well, all right, let's get it out of the way here. I mean, it's almost like they're typecast to be a bad team and they didn't really live up to the billing, and now all of a sudden they are looking every bit that part, my friend. Yeah, I mean, the throwaway from Trevor Williams. I have the magic touch, don't I, by the way, of jinxing pirate pitchers? Every time <laughs> I write a story in Breakfast with Benz about how well a pitcher is doing, they just have it run down their leg. I mean, it was Jamison Tyon first, then did it to Trevor Williams. Chad Cool wasn't even all that good. He wasn't awful in his last start, but he wasn't all that good, so I think I jinxed him. Um, I was about, like, even when I, I thought about writing something good about Kingdom, and then they shut him down. So I blame me for that. Blame me for the pitching. But one thing I posted today was, if you start looking at the numbers, Adam, uh, they are now matching this stretch of 24 games that it's been now. It's been six wins in 24 games or something to that effect. Uh, the poor win total over that stretch is now akin to what we saw 
during Epic Collapse 1 and Epic mm. Collapse 2 in the second half of 2011 and 2012. So they're bad. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think you're right in the way that you initially opened this conversation, which is they have now decided to live down their level of expectation. It's really entertaining in that regard, though. I mean, it's just funny. Now you find out that Gregory Polanco for the last couple of weeks has been nursing a hamstring injury, yet he still continues to get playing time over Austin oh, Meadows. that was the wrong thing for him to say, don't you think? I mean, that what? was the wrong excuse to offer because now it just makes it all the dumber that you're playing him in front of Meadows. It's the perfect opportunity to play Meadows more. Give Polanco more time to get his hamstring healthy then. Yes, and it's almost Antonio Brown-like how stupid that comment was from Clint Hurdle. I mean, read the room, man. People have been screaming for more Meadows and less Gregory Polanco, less Mendoza Polanco. Is it in 2-0-freaking-2 right now? And he says, oh, well, not only does he suck, but I'm trotting him out there whenever he's running at 45%. I want to know what's going to be a bigger number by the end of the year. Sean Rodriguez's batting average or whatever Le'Veon Bell signs for. What do you think? I think Bell's going to wind up signing for about $17 million per. So that put him at, what, 170 Oh, it's going to be tight, man. That's going to be well, close. No, I, I think it's going to be, well, he's going to play for 145 if you want to do the math, if you want to carry the deficit. Oh, this year, you. yes. Yeah, yeah. But if you're looking big picture overall with the, the overall uh, dollar payout, the proposed dollar payout for him will be, I, I guess it depends on how many years he gets. So i got to be careful with how I slide this scale. But I think it's going to be close. Yeah, this year he's going to play on the franchise, and then he'll probably get paid buku bucks by some desperate franchise that's not all that far from here, <clears throat> Cleveland. But anyway, which one of these two players, Tim, Antonio Brown or Le'Veon Bell, do you think is easier to dislike? Yeah, that's sort of a hot topic question right now. I've seen that thrown around quite a bit. Can I, can I answer Ben Roethlisberger? <laughs> you can answer Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, if you're just talking my personal dealings with the three of them, I'm going to go with Ben Roethlisberger. Um, if you're talking about from the fan perspective, it seems to be Le'Veon Bell because of the three, Bell has decided to not play for the money that he's been offered, and that's the greatest sin you can commit in Pittsburgh is ask for more money. I mean, I, I have never had an uncomfortable, unpleasant interaction with Le'Veon Bell as a person, you know, just in the locker room during an interview. That's why this has become such a frustrating topic for me to cover and talk about is because nine days out of ten, I genuinely like the guy, and then he tweets or says something about his contract, and he drives me crazy. Uh, I love watching him play. He's one of the most entertaining players I've ever covered, too. Um, and he's easy to get along with when he's not blowing out of proportion what he thinks he should make against the salary cap. But he's doing that to the degree that now he's kind of gotten introspective about it and feeling dissed and feeling like a target. And now you know, he's, he's strapping himself to a cross and he's got this persecution complex that just drives me insane. But, um, you know, personality wise, I don't understand Antonio Brown at all. I don't get him. Uh, so I, I don't know if I dislike him. I thought he was crazy yesterday with what he said. Uh, for me, my interaction with Roethlisberger have rarely been good since 2016, so that's more of a personal thing. But um, I don't know. Uh, Brown just right now, uh, he needs to pull his head out and understand that it, this, this is not the media turning against him. He's, he's creating his own media noise. Oh, absolutely. And Tim Ben's joining us here on the Crowley Show. I'll go with Le'Veon Bell because of, a lot of the things you did say, I've always liked Le'Veon Bell. And for him to always play the victim and 
lash out in his rap songs and talk to Jeremy Fowler a couple of days before a playoff game about retiring and the fact that he got suspended a couple of times, those reasons make me put him in a different class. I think he's smart enough and a nice enough guy to know what he's doing. I don't think Antonio Brown is smart enough to know what he's saying, and I'm kind of going to allow his ignorance to be his shield a little bit. Doesn't mean I think he's not ridiculous, but I am going to say I dislike Le'Veon Bell and his personality a little bit more. Well, what you're talking about was proven in the way that Brown tried to talk his way through what his feelings were (laughs) yesterday. He just couldn't properly put into words what he was trying to give to the public as a reason why he was gone, as a reason why he was feeling chapped. You know, he just couldn't put it into words, and it just made him come off looking worse. Um, So I think you're right about what you're saying. Bell, I think, is trying to come off like a tough guy, trying to come off looking like he's got a hard edge because he's into the rap game, and that's what you got to do. It's an image. You can't be a nice guy and be a a rapper. You can't. So you got to be a badass. So I think that's playing into what he's trying to put out there. And that's part of the reason I don't buy it and why I just keep waiting for him to sign a contract and get it over with because I still feel like this is an act to a point. But now he's married to it. Now he's committed yes. to it. He's put all of his chips in. He said he wants to play for $17 million like AB. Uh, he's acting like he's doing the Steelers a favor by rolling it down to 14.5. if you believe what you read this week. Although initially that's what he said in the first place, that he's going to have to play for the franchise tag for all five years to make the contract make sense to him. Um, None of this makes sense to me. Tim Benz joining us here on the Crowley Show. As far as the Steelers and their lack of championships over the last four years, where they've won 45 games, culminating in a 13-3 record last year, what do you think the biggest reason for them not having won a championship is? Do you think it's the -the off-the-field stuff, or do you think it's simply the defense hasn't been good enough? I think that they are, you know, they are the New York Knicks to what the Bulls were with Jordan. Uh, they are the Utah Jazz with Stockton and Malone. They're going up against Jordan. And, you know, they, they have always been good enough to be the second-best team against the best team in its prime. And the matchup differential that they don't have against what the Patriots do have has exacerbated and exploited uh, what they can't do. I think if they had managed to get through the Patriots in either 01 or, I don't know, 04, maybe stumbled in in uh, 15 or 16, uh, yeah, maybe they would have had one more Super Bowl and wouldn't be having this conversation. Just through the, the sheer odds, if they uh, get through one of those championship games to get to the Super Bowl, I think they win at least one more, and then we're not talking about this. Um, but, you know, even when they didn't play the Patriots, they lost the Green Bay Packers of the Super Bowl with the defense that let them down, right? Yeah, it was. And Troy Palomalu dying on the vine. Yeah, I, I feel like they, the defense in and of itself, you know, if you strip down what a 3-4 defense is, it's always vulnerable to an accurate quarterback, an accurate, smart quarterback. And the 3-4 defense, as it was constructed back then, and they held on to it for as long as it was, they, they pushed the envelope and got there first before anybody in mastering how to run it and they probably held on to it too long because of that. And, and they just couldn't. And Mike Pursuit and I were talking about this today. Here they are now. They're trying to implement a whole bunch of things that the Patriots have been doing for 15 years <laughs> right. on defense now at a time when the Patriots are trying to get away from some of that. 
you know, because they're finally getting away from what they had married themselves to for a long time. And why? Because, like you said, they were 13 and three last year, or they were 11 and five, or they were 12 and four. But the reason why they never got further than what they did, even in losses that didn't occur against good quarterbacks named Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, uh, they ran into a bad quarterback who had a bad, uh, had a good day in Denver and Tim Tebow. Uh, why? Because he played like Tom Brady that day, and, and that defense was susceptible to what he did. And uh, so that that is my answer. That I think it's part B of what you said. It's not so much the cult. The culture hasn't helped, but the inability to get a defense that's versatile enough to respond in a close game against good quarterbacks is what will cost them as to why they haven't won during this era if they don't get one more. Why are you hanging out with Pursuta today without me? Why was I invited? What happened there? You're always invited. You can always come to the South Side. I mean, like, I, I don't think you're allowed to run around shirtless to do your cheese teasing. And that's usually when, when we're over there. But, I mean, if you want to talk to Burt Loudon and the media relations department, maybe they can cut you a break. Now it does sound like a really good idea doing a cheese tease at the Steelers facility, UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. I don't think I'm allowed in there anymore, though. They barred me. I'm not allowed. Well, not, not since the draft whenever I walked away with all of their food at the end of the night. Were you the one that took all of the uh, chicken wings? Uh, well, it was it was mo- ribs. It, it was mostly Williamson, but I was partaking. See, now I've got it in my mind's eye that this cheese tease the Steelers facility has to happen because, like, I'm thinking back yesterday where Antonio Brown intentionally took his shirt off for the interview. Like, he had one on and then took it off. Like, Tom should do the same same thing, but stand next to AB just so the physique can stand out. Tom, you and me tomorrow, OTAs, not mini camp, whatever it is. We're, it's hey, mandatory. Way, we got to go. I'm not going to be there tomorrow. I'm actually off tomorrow. So oh. I'm not going to be there. So if you shoot it, make sure you tag me in it so I can see it. And so we can get your big Twitter following out there. Help us you know, out. Um, is Tom going on vacation anytime soon? No, Tom doesn't get to go on vacation. Okay, good. Because I don't want him getting any sun. I want him to be as pasty and white <laughs> for all the cheese teasers throughout the summer. Like I, I actually want to see him somehow tanner in December than what he is now, if such a concept is possible. Tim, don't worry. Even on vacation, he's not getting a tan. Like, he's not coming out of the basement. No. <laughs> no, his, his vacation is Fortnite downstairs in whatever establishment he's vacationing in. Is Tom a Fortnite freak, really? Oh, my God, yeah. So I did an interview today with Sean Davis. I actually quoted him um, in a little bonus story that I did before I left. Talking like, did you hear Keith Butler's quote? We haven't found that guy yet when talking about a free safety. We haven't found one yet. That was encouraging. Yeah, uh, so I'm really good about, about that. Yeah, I was talking to Sean Davis about that. And the entire interview, he just kept play- I don't think it was Fortnite. He just kept playing some game on his phone <laughs> while he was doing the interview with me. You know what? On second thought, Tim, to my last question, the distractions or the on-the-field defense not being all that good, I think it is the distractions. They're just playing video games through all the meeting. Yeah, well, remember, the one violator of having the cell phone on the bench was everybody's favorite stealer, Troy Palomalu. So let's keep that in mind. Good point. Last thing here. He called, he called his fiance, or his, I guess it was, was his wife or fiance at the time when he got his concussion. I think they were, I don't know if they were married yet or not. But remember that? Then he got in hot water for having a cell phone on the sideline? Yeah, at that point, he didn't know whether he was married or just engaged either. <laughs> uh, Tim, the scuttlebutt you're hearing and Jason Mackey was on the show yesterday is that the Penguins are going to do some things this offseason and where there's smoke with Jim Rutherford there's usually fire man I don't think change for the sake of change is is necessary I don't think this team's all that far away you plug an extra winger in maybe get a bottom pair guy on your defense and I think you can be right back contending like they did two years ago yeah 
Yeah, and I bet you they are feel feeling right now emboldened in that regard because Washington did what it did the rest of the way after they beat them, right? You have to think I so. Mean, it, it wasn't just we had a bad six-game stretch against the team we normally beat. It was that team that we normally beat who was always being good proved how good it was. And by extension, maybe we don't need to change. You know, it's, you know, it's like the Cavs beating the Warriors one time. Uh, the Warriors don't have to gut the team and start all over. Now you can add to it. That'd be nice. And or change your approach. The issue that they've got right now, and part of the reason why the Kessel trade rumors keep coming up, is I, I I don't know how they tweak. Like I don't know how they do something small without doing something significant. Because in order to really make yourself better and add one good left winger and one good defenseman. You probably have to maneuver to create space of five to six billion dollars in salary cap space. And, you know, just because Broussard wasn't that big of an impact, if you somehow move him, that's a significant move. Yep. Or if you're going to trade Kessel, that's a significant move, even if it's just for picks and cap space and not an actual defenseman in return, then you use the money to get the defenseman. Um, I, I, that's why I've maintained this throughout since the, the Penguins ended their season. I, I just don't do, I don't know how they do something small without doing something big. And honestly, trading Brian Rust and Connor Sheary, uh, that's pretty big. Uh, that's that, that's a big deal. you know. And that's part of the reason why they – I would prefer to keep Kessel too. And no one wants to believe me when I say that because I keep talking about the trade. It could happen. <laughs> but my preference is that they keep Kessel. But if they are wed to putting Daniel Sprong on this roster, a right wing has to go. So where does he go and who is it? Because any of the right wings moving is a fairly big deal. Tim, where are you going? You going to get a tan? That's impossible. I'm kind of like Tom in that regard. I'm giving him a hard time, but you know, I'm I'm one of those. I'm white or I'm sunburned. So I'm going to Chautauqua. I don't know what the uh, weather is going to be like, but there's an outdoor deck right on the uh, lake where I'm going, and there is uh, plenty of southern tier to be had. So, yes, the, the prospect of me passing out on the deck and at least getting a nice crispy sunburn does exist. No, it doesn't because you can't go outside because you're a vampire during the day. Damn it! Oh, I missed, I missed it, yeah. Me Maybe too. Maybe somebody will come by and put a stake in my heart. Just put a stake in your belly, drink some Southern Tears, enjoy yourself, my friend. All right, we'll talk next week. See you, Adam. Tim Benz, Breakfast with Benz. Check him out every morning, except not tomorrow morning or apparently Friday morning because he's taking time off for the first time in his life, from what I hear. Stan Saverin hates me. He didn't ask Wednesday today, and he was asked by a caller if he could set up a radio lineup of anybody of his choosing. Who would be in it? And it doesn't sound like Stan mentioned me. You'd have all the money in the world, and you could hire anyone. Who would be on your all-sports channel? You mean I don't already have all the money in the world? I, I thought I did. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah uh, just for Pittsburgh you're talking about? No, it could be anyone, anywhere. Well, I, I would have loved to have hear have heard Howard Cosell do a talk show. Wow. I mean, that would have been very entertaining. Dead. Um, uh, Myron was brilliant at it. Dead. Uh, uh, Crowley. Say it. I'm trying to think. Say my name. Uh, you know, I'm not all that familiar with you know, other people in um, other markets and, you know, what it this is they market. do. Um, I've never really heard Mike Francesa. Four until seven, right here. <laughs> On your station right now. Out of anybody you could have picked. I think you're taking this too hard. You're wrong. (laughs) Coming up next, the hottest take of the day, other crap, and the three stars of the show.
I'm dejected. ESPN Pittsburgh. Columbia wins our Group H Twitter poll, 39%. Poland closing in at 34%. But I've closed the poll. Here are the teams that we will put into a hat, and we will determine whether or not we're going to root for them by pulling the name out of the hat. Uruguay, Portugal, Australia, Iceland, Brazil, Germany, England, and Colombia. We'll do that tomorrow before the show. We won't have to be rooting for Russia or Iran, so tomorrow's game does not mean anything for us, and the Pirates win! I lied. I said that the game would not end before my show ended, and it was looking like it was only going to end terribly for the Pirates. It's 5-4, the Pirates win, and they stave off the sweep. Should have won 2 out of 3. Five-run lead in the first game. Up 5-2 to two in this one. But I did promise we wouldn't talk any more about the Pirates, so let's not. It's time for the hottest take of the day. It's time for the hottest take of the day. I want to put the Steelers off-field antics in context. A.B.'s a weird guy and a selfish guy. Le'Veon Bell smoked the reefer and has been suspended, but these aren't real bad dudes. You want real bad dudes? Ray Lewis was convicted of obstruction of justice in a murder case. Aaron Hernandez was convicted on murder charges. Ray Carruth had his baby mama killed and his son disabled. Greg Hardy, Josh Brown, Cedric Wilson, and others have beat women. Adam Jones spit on a cop. Alameda Te'amu tried to run cops over on the south side. Dante Stallworth killed a guy during a DUI. Alden Smith was arrested on charges of domestic violence. Marlon Humphrey was arrested for robbery. Ray Maualuga was arrested for battery. So as much as we've all killed A.B. and Lev Bell and Mike Mitchell and others over the years, they ain't bad people. They aren't violent criminals. I think it's important to distinguish the violent offenders from the knuckleheads. A.B., knucklehead. Le'Veon Bell, knucklehead. Those guys, bad dudes. Other crap. Woo! Other crap. The United States, Canada, and Mexico are joint hosting the 2026 World Cup. Three countries, one cup. Woo! Other crap. The Redskins gave their replacement players from 1987 rings, or at least they're going to. I wonder if they had them on reserve. Woo! Other crap. Do you have to scalp tickets to the ceremony? Woo! Other crap. The Raptors hired their assistant coach, Nurse, to be their head coach. Hopefully he's not a scrub. Woo! Other crap. I would say their chances to get LeBron are on life support. Woo! Other crap. It's been 497 days since Pitt basketball won a conference game. 97. Yep. Pretty sure I'm right on that one. It's time for the three stars of the show. Third star. Tonight's third star of the show, Will Graves. It, it, are these, it was not. Are these Wikipedia facts or like Britannica facts or World Book facts? Uh, the factfile.org slash interesting dash wow. facts dash Columbia. Like the Dollar General of information. Second star. Tonight's second star of the show, Stan Severin! Wait, what? Kidding me here? Really? I had to call it a comment on... Uh, 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 uh. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> trying to think. Oh, no. First star. And 
and the first star of the show. These are our boats! In the 16th century, when the Portuguese visited the country's coast, the fishermen said Sunigal, which translates to these are our boats. <laughs> Senegal means these are our boats? So what I'm getting here is that <laughs> the Portuguese are coming to invade, and they say these are our boats, and that's what they named the damn country. That's a show. I mean, not a show that's good enough to be on Stan Saverin's radio station, but that's a show. I knew that was coming. What do you mean? It was coming. What do you mean? It was coming. I mean, uh, look, I, I try to joke around all the time on this radio show, this radio station, but I'm hurt. I mean, I am hurt. It's like Stan shot an arrow straight through my heart. He didn't mean it. It wasn't like... Right through my heart! I'm sure, like, other people in the market would have you on their show. Betrayal! I mean, I've been on the DVE morning show. I filled in for Madden. I filled in for Stan. I'm bleeding. <laughs> That's probably why he doesn't take too many days off. I'm like that Leona Lewis song. Keep bleeding. Keep, keep bleeding. Love. Who let the dogs out? Tomorrow on the show... Don't know. Birthdays in this day in history. Yeah. <laughs> so you get in Stan's good graces. I should do that. Yeah. We should have absolutely done that today. On this date in 2009, it was the day after the Penguins won the, suit, the uh, Stanley Cup. Tomorrow, it's Ask Adam Thursday. Yes. Thirsty Thursday. Thirsty for information. Happy 28th birthday to my wife, Leanna. Happy birthday, Leanna. Love you. Happy ya. birthday. Yeah. Without her, I'd be dead somewhere. Yeah. And it's basically like I'm dead to Stan anyway. See you tomorrow, 4 until 7.